Hey everybody, welcome to a very special Game of Thrones Part 1 episode of Geek Freaks. Whoop, whoop. And uh, <laughs> I am Frank, I'm with Jonathan. What's up? And Squeaks. Squeaks. Alright, so this is a two-parter. Our first part is going to be reviewing the seasons so far. This episode is for those people that have like not watched Game of Thrones before, but they're like, oh, I don't want to be the only person, like Daniel, that are not watching this <laughs> I say, Hopefully Daniel listens to this one. I know. That's the reason he's not here right now is because he just doesn't know Game of Thrones, and he's just like, I don't know, man. It's too hard to get into at this point. Uh, so good, though. Listen to this podcast, and you will be caught up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this podcast, and you'll decide not to jump into season eight, but just to go back and start from season one and watch them all again. It's so good. I'm rewatching because, you know, we've been watching them all. Season seven, my God, it's so good. It's so many huge, drastic changes. Like it's game changing moments in that in that season. So yeah, it's pretty cool. We won't deep dive too deep into it because we're gonna no. go do that right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what we'll do is squeaks. You haven't had a chance to read over these yet, but you have in front of you. Um, each each season, one of us will be reading down. Like this is a list from a, a, a BBC website of like what's going on mm-hmm. um, per season. We'll be reading down it and we'll be discussing each member and each aspect of it okay so Jonathan you want to start us off with season one sure 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 all right fire away man all right so forgive me for my terrible reading skills as well this is embarrassing all right season (laughs) one uh members of the night's watch an ancient order guarding the wall of the north of westeros encounter a supernatural being known as a white walker in the forest previously assumed to be mythical so okay again if you're really new to this westeros is the continent where most of the stuff happens Mm -hmm. uh white walkers are badass zombies yeah pretty much swords yeah they ride Uh, horses yeah technically like there's like white walkers and whites white walkers are the controllers of the zombies really yeah but um and the night's watch are pretty cool what so the night's watch are are just a a military force that they dedicate their lives or they're uh taken as prisoners uh as an option alternate option to prison Uh, to serve at the wall to protect humanity from these zombies, pretty much. Yeah, there's literally just a giant wall and, that they're watching. But at this point, I think, uh, in the beginning of the show, this is all more or less myth from generations yeah. ago that there's some kind of monster beyond the wall, so we have to stay here and protect it. All these people don't think that, or for the most part, don't really believe it's so true, but they know they have to stay there and watch it anyways. That's one thing that's funny um, is is they think they're protecting his wildlings, which are just yeah. people yeah, that's what that happen to be north of the wall. Yeah. But they and don't they don't really remember the whole White Walker part of it. Yeah. And the Night's Watch has really deteriorated because we're like, oh, we don't need that much to protect against wildlings. Yeah. The wall is under- so effective, they don't right. need guards to stand. So there's like seven castles along the wall, but only uh, only one of them now is being used. Yeah. All the other ones, like East Watch, like that Night Fort, they're all abandoned, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, I think East Watch does have... They, they start to renovate it. I think John puts that in place. So yeah, so Night's Watch do their thing. All right, what's next? Uh, Ned Stark, Warden of the North, is vis- is visited in Winterfell by Robert Baratheon and invited to serve as his side uh, at his side uh, following the sudden death of John Arryn, the previous Hand of the King. Stark's daughter Sansa and Arya travel with him to King's Landing, but find the corrupt city-state in disarray. All right. The season one, we have a lot of new names. So we're going to be, like, the future seasons that we're going to be reviewing, we don't have to break down everything so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, well, tell us about Ned Stark a little bit in, in these uh, characters. So, yeah, we see, this is where we get to know, uh, I can't remember the actor that plays Ned Stark. you remember his name? Sean Bean. Sean Bean, yeah. Awesome character, awesome actor. Um, so we see him as a very noble, um, very respectable king of yeah. the North. Or king of, sorry, of he's not, Winterfell. He's not king. He's, he's just... 
Oh, yeah. The Lord of Winterfell. Lord of Winterfell, yeah. Robert Baratheon is king of everything. He's king of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, so everything in Westeros, pretty much, right? Um, And so he comes. They're good friends from long ago. They grew up together. Yeah. He comes and summons him and says, hey, the hand of the king, my right-hand man, uh, has died. I need you to come serve with me. And so very hesitantly, very reluctantly, Ned joins him and brings his daughters along and goes and lives in Winterfell with them. In, in King's uh, Landing. King's Landing, with King's Landing is like your classic capital city. Yeah. It's corrupted. It's been around too long. Yeah. About um, a million. About they, a million. Winterfell has like noble standards. When King's Landing is like, make a buck. Here's yeah. a brothel. Prostitution and everything. Everything's yeah. Yeah, crazy yeah. over there. So he gets down there and his real culture shock. Yeah. And Robert Baratheon, <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters. The actor, um, Andy Sand, something like that. Um, <laughs> he... Um, he does such a great job playing Robert Baratheon. Yeah. Because he's, cause he's, he's like, a, you know, he's overweight and everything like that. He's like drinking beer. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he's one of those guys that has been to war and enjoyed the war. Yeah. And now that he's in charge, he's just like, ah, I wish there was another war. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you know? Um, but yeah, so. Right. And then the small John Aaron part, just as a reference, he was the one that basically raised Ned and because they, they would live at his castle. Ned and Robert. Ned and Robert. Yeah. Okay. Um, the family of Bar- Baratheon's bride, Cersei Lannister, are allegedly behind the killing of Aaron, of John Aaron. Uh, his son, his son meaning um, Ned's Ned Stark's son, uh, Bran, witnesses Cersei in bed with her brother Jamie, who shoves him from the uh, tower window, leaving Bran paralyzed. So this was seemed like a small little little thing, but that's a game changer. Now Bran, who is a huge character in the story, is paralyzed for the rest of his. Yeah, he, he's the youngest son of Ned Stark, and he sees that Cersei and her twin brother are getting it on in a tower, Yeah, gets pushed out, and is, is paralyzed for forever. Now, more importantly, seeing those two getting it on brings major questions into the legitimacy of her children, who are to be oh, heirs to shit. the throne, right? Yeah. So that's, that's insane. I mean, people... And, and people are bashful to the idea of, of incest uh, between it's literally, siblings. Yeah. Daniel has quoted that as the reason he doesn't watch more. Like, yeah. It was weird that they were making love. Like, the, the actors are not actually related. It's I just know, yeah. all the things that he watches already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and back in these times, I'm sure, I mean, not that this is from our history or anything like that, but I'm sure back in medieval times, it was less frowned upon or more, I don't know. It's, it's gross. It's weird. But you can't travel to halfway across the world to find different people they don't they don't jump in a car and drive 10 minutes to the next yeah. city well the so. english monarchy is so inbred it's ridiculous i yeah. mean it really because because the idea is like you trade with norway for their bride yeah yeah and well like two centuries ago they did the same thing so there's still some cousins in there you know what I'm saying people outside of royalty are just dirt they're just scum they're peasants to you you right. don't breed with them because that yeah. will infect you that is dirty so i mean I don't support incest, but in, you're coming, in this time, yeah. very pro. I, I, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want that to turn people off of these characters or the show, because yeah, because there's some more of that later on, like we see with the um, the Targaryens. Targaryens, yeah. 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 The Targaryens always breed brother to sister yeah. for centuries. Yeah. So that's it's because they have to keep their blood because they can control dragons. They keep that bloodline as pure as possible, mm-hmm. and that's why they, there's a saying that when a Targaryen is born, they flip a coin. They're either an excellent ruler or a mad. Yeah. king person you know yeah. they're nuts uh, yeah. um and so and it's funny because every targaryen in the thing is one of those two things yeah every targaryen we very encounter, clearly every one <laughs> of them good or insane yeah um uh real quick on a thing you had mentioned yeah. this is actually based a lot on war of the roses it was a british uh war that had happened okay george r, r. martin he's a real big fan of british history mm-hmm. and he used a lot of that for the uh, lannister and stark aspects of the fight and like 
Tyrion's based on this character in history, although he did write Tyrion to be himself. So mm-hmm. whenever you see Tyrion, it's actually his stand-in for George R. R. Martin. Oh wow! Um, but a lot of the a lot of the moments and stuff like that are like, oh, this is based off of this war. Yeah, because he's a big history nut. Piecing so. together key parts of history to build it—that's cool. Yeah. Jump in and tell me what this quick. Oh no, yeah, I'm listening. I kind of—you're reminding me of things that happened in this um, <laughs> first season. So yeah. no worry. It's these thorough notes help a lot. <laughs> Uh, all right, Tyrion Lannister, a dwarf, accompanies Ned's bastard son Jon Snow to the Night's Watch. Uh, on his way home, Tyrion is arrested by arrested at the behest of uh, Catelyn Stark, which is Ned's wife, uh, who believes him responsible for Bran's fall, prompting a trial by combat to secure his release. Tyrion, imprisoned in the Vale, under the watch, watchful eye of Catelyn's sister Liza Arryn, uh, enlists Bronn to fight for him. He defeats Arryn's chosen champion i forgot so, that was in season one i thought that was a lot later yeah, yeah. that was reason, that was really yeah. cool because uh that's where we first see the moon door and uh, the oh, w- yeah. what was the name of the prison that that he was staying in or the cells where it's in the veil i don't i yeah. think uh, sky sails uh, i think yeah. it's sky, sky sails. Sail. yeah because yeah. you can <laughs> you see you see Tyrion if you fall asleep and you're not paying attention to your orientation you could roll right out and yeah and die as you toss and turn yeah. yeah or if the guard comes in and wants to beat you and just throw you off the edge so the cell has one wall that is just the cliff to the the veil is a a, a cliff is a it's a, a castle say, on a mountain high yeah, on a mountain there you go i can't get the words out there in there they're hiding in there you can see them but they give me there. 10 good minutes i can impregnate the bitch <laughs> look that's my favorite line about the veil is while they're approaching it Braun, who's this new character that shows up he's a mercenary and he's awesome yes. and him and Tyrion, who become fast friends because Tyrion's got the money and he's a mercenary yeah uh Tyrion says and i want us to talk about our favorite parts about all these things yeah. so make sure you guys jump in on that but Tyrion's like, oh, they say she's impregnable when they see first see the veil. And Bronn is my favorite line of his. He says, give me ten good men and I can impregnate the bitch. It's <laughs> a climbing hoax, whatever, and I can yeah. impregnate the bitch. And that is later on used in season seven. Two perfect situation. I'll, we'll talk about it when we get to there, but it's so great. All right. <laughs> so, That's good. Um, so, but yeah, in that, in that scene, um, Tyrion was to be executed if he doesn't succeed, but he enlists Bronn to fight for him for his... Uh, Trial by combat. Trial by combat, yeah. Who succeeds because he's slender and agile, not brute and heavy and wearing Full thick armor like the his combatant. So that was a cool battle to see. Another good line is uh, when when the night falls through the moon door, Lyrsa, the leader at the time of the Vale, is like, you don't fight with honor. And he's like, yeah, but he did, pointing down to the dead guy falling through the moon <laughs> yeah. door. He's like, clean. That's clean. Welcome to Game That's of Thrones. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> fight dirty if it keeps you alive. Yeah. This this moment too, everybody will say like Brand being pushed out the door started the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I felt Catelyn's decision to capture Lan- uh, Tyrion was the moment that started the game part of Game of Thrones, where things had to get shuffled up. That's true. Because at that point, then Ned's kicking into second gear. Everybody's yeah. kicking into second gear. But so that was initiated by uh, John Aaron's murder too. Well, yeah. I mean, really, it's the reason so it's the opening shot is John's that. funeral. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the kind of thing that could be brushed under the uh, under the door. Little yeah. things, and even Bran being pushed out, it was by a, and a random assassin. It was the fact that the assassin used a Valyrian blade mm-hmm. to do it that put everything into question. Yeah. But it was really just a random assassin. That could have been chalked up to, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the guy who tried to assassinate Combi- him without pushing through the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're but everybody two assumed Bran had fallen and not necessarily. So there's this thing where it's like, everything could be assumptions. Catelyn's decision to capture Tyrion was a hard turn yeah. Of, I'm causing blame. I'm putting blame on the Lannisters. Yeah. Other people viewing it will see she intentionally directed yeah. an attack towards that family by That's capturing That's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. There's no cover story you could put on exactly. it. Exactly. I got you. 
All right, let me continue. Okay. Um, when Baratheon is fatally wounded, being uh, Robert Baratheon is fatally yep. wounded in a suspicious hunting accident, Ned is named Protector of the Realm until Cersei's sadistic son Joffrey comes of age. Uh, now, uh, Ned, however, plans to install Stannis Baratheon, the king's estranged brother, uh, in his stead because he learns that Joffrey is not King Robert's uh, kid. Ned is betrayed by Lord Peter Baelish, a.k.a. Littlefinger. Littlefinger? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, decapitated on Joffrey's orders. So Ooh, that, that is, yeah, I mean... I feel like Joffrey was in season one, too. There's a couple yeah. more. <laughs> I just feel like it's one big me- mesh now, but I yeah. feel like that You're stuff like happened later. You're like the live audience member right now. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, this is season one. I thought it was like season two or three. And yeah. I still have more to read because of Daenerys, but that was the end of the season right there. We see Right. We're kind of, each one of these are about a different character, mostly. Yeah. You know? Um, so that was just like heart-wrenching because you fall in love with Ned because he shows he, he shows you what a good family man he is, what a good leader he is, how noble and respectful he is. And you're like, that's cool. I want to see a good medieval world where everyone's full exactly. of yeah, honor and respect and nobility. And then he gets his head lobbed off. And you're like, oh, fuck. I'm empty inside now. That's so sad. And you almost want to stop watching after that because you're oh, like, yeah. I've been betrayed. This guy I was so excited for. I've good been betrayed. for it. But over a little bit of time, you start to see his kids have all of that in him. He lives on throughout yeah. his children yeah. and they take on totally different dynamics and they pursue his nobility and integrity and the, the future that he wanted to lay out, you know, through their own actions. Couple things to take away from that. First mm-hmm. of all, uh, there's a saying, winter is coming. Mm-hmm. And that is a stark saying, everybody has their own family yeah. mottos. The, that meaning, what winter, com- winter is coming meaning, mm-hmm. as of what we know now, there might be something more to it. But anyways, is that the Starks don't do good when they're on their own. Yeah. Like when wolves are on their own, they can do that in the summer. But during the winter, they come together as a pack. They say when the, stronger. the lone wolf will die, but the pack will survive. Exactly. Yeah. So saying, so basically what winter is coming is saying we need to come together as a family to survive yeah. the harsh cold. Yeah. Um, it also, also could be a little hint of like we're here to protect against the knights, against the whites. Yeah. And a little side on thing. the surface, what everyone else, for the most part in the other kingdom sees, is they do have harsh winters in the north. That's what they so, assume, yeah. yeah. But the Starks... But they're not, see it as a different line. They're also not annual winters, right? It's like after 10 years, we'll have a cold winter that lasts three years or yeah, something. Yeah, every, every winter, summer, everything lasts three to four years, yeah, all the okay. winters and summers and stuff like that. This has been, I think it's a seven-year summer there right now. It's been like an extra long summer, yeah. which everybody's like, okay, this is coming and it's going to come harsh. <laughs> um, and it will. Uh, another thing to note, this is almost like a little note from George R. R. Martin, the writer of the book at the mm-hmm. time. And we won't talk, let me just say this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll not bring up book stuff much because yeah, yeah, yeah. this isn't for the book readers. Yeah. And and a lot of times people get annoyed when you do talk about the books. But this is a note from George R. R. Martin saying, look, this is not your Lord of the Rings. This is not your fantasy story that mm-hmm. you're used to yeah. where the noble one survives and you get this like... Proud paladin that's that's mm-hmm. you know being great. Just like Bronn says when he when the guy falls to the moon door, he fought with honor. He fought with honor. Yeah. He is dead. That was that was a hint to like watch out. Yeah. Ned Stark fights with honor. He gonna get screwed. Yeah. Ned stood for integrity and responded to the call when they told him to come. Yeah. And he could have said no. Forget you guys. You know I'll wage war if I have to. I don't. I'm not gonna go serve you or whatever. But he didn't. He stuck with nobility and integrity and it killed him. Yeah. Now his children have to decide what line can they walk between. How can they stretch that? Uh, upholding yeah upholding his integrity and still maintaining their lives and, and they all adapt supporting the families. I could be I could be super wrong too but I feel like ever since the Ned Stark thing is that other movies or shows are doing that now to where like okay your main hero is not going to be like what you're saying this superhero yeah. like paladin like you were saying mm-hmm. but yeah it was the first time I ever that I thought like ah this has got to be a dream 
Because it's always like a dream or something. Yeah. But then it's like, no, he's still not here. It's three episodes later. What's going on? You can't trust the main character's going to be alive <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. So that was, that was a big moment. All right. Let me go continue on. Um, at this point, so Sansa's arrested by the Lannisters as Arya manages to escape. Uh, in response, Stark's son, Rob, uh, the heir to the north, oh, kind of, even though he's not a king's and yeah. lord, uh, is named King of the North and rallies the armies of the north against the Lannisters. Um, across the narrow sea, Daenerys, uh, well, sorry, Dothraki, yeah. <laughs> I got excited. Across the narrow seas, Dothraki warlord Khal Drogo marries Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, she believes herself the true heir to the Iron Throne and plots an assassin, uh, an assault on Westeros. Um, Drogo dies after being hexed by a witch. Uh, Daenerys avenges him and hatches three dragon eggs presented to her as a wedding gift. All right, there's a actually, lot of just watch that, that last, too. yeah. <laughs> and, and she happens to hatch these three eggs that were her gifts. You know, yeah. That sounds really, really small. That's huge. So her husband, Cal Drogo, uh, you know, a lord of the Dothraki, you know, big powerful guy, uh, gets sick, was poisoned, right? Because he was already he, nearly yeah, dying. He had like an infection from a slice on the chest. That's what it was. Mm. And then, yeah, she they were raiding a camp and she grabbed the witch doctor and said, hey, heal him. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the witch doctor packs it with poison and he starts well, to die. She, she ends up, so she, she says, do anything you can to save his life. Yeah. It was really important because she's pregnant at the time with the with the one that'll mount the world. Like, yeah. she has like this prophecy baby inside of her yeah and of course like are you sure anything and then she says bring me his horse so you assume like okay the horse's life is what we're paying yeah. for it's life yeah. or death and what it is is Daenerys ends up giving birth as soon as they're saving Khal Drogo yeah and they save Khal Drogo he's in vegetative, vegetative state and Daenerys gives birth to like this monster baby that dies right away yeah they actually said it has like scales and stuff like that a little bit dragony yeah. pretty cool <laughs> half um, dragon half horse <laughs> yeah oh boy that's amazing yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah so, and then on the thing before that, real quick, I just want to mention um, the the big thing with the Starks is mm-hmm. they bent the knee to the Targaryens a long time ago. So mm-hmm. they're wardens, they're lords, but they're not kings. Yeah. And when they beheaded Ned Stark, they rallied together and got his son, Rob, who is like a spitting image of of Ned. He's, yeah. he's very honorable and everything like that. And they said, you're the king of the north. We're making you a king. Let's go invade the Lannisters. So yeah. now we have like, boom. Our big impact thing for the next couple seasons. Yeah. Starks versus Lannisters. Everybody get hyped. Yeah, so and he that. has all of his bannermen ready for it, backing yeah. him because yeah, his dad just got beheaded. So that was it was an exciting moment for sure. Yeah. Um, and these dragons hatching is like yeah. insane. Yeah. So she got these eggs. They were they were supposedly petrified from sitting for so many years and stuff right. like that. And um, she was given to them by I looked them up. Illyrio. Mopatis. Yeah. He's the one Mopatis? that he's the one that took care of them after the Targaryen uh, yeah. betrayal. And I I was trying to find more about him that he was you know somebody special. He's Ooh. wealthy, but right. there's some fan theories on him, man. Is there? Unreal. Just, I just found that he's a maester from uh, the Free City of Pentos, but not much really depth about him. Uh, how the book he, stuff. So I really don't want to like okay. We can into it. we can leave it, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so those petrified eggs at some point when she's in the middle of a big fire after you know burning her husband's light. A hatch into actual dragons. Only yeah. she, only a Targaryen, could stand in that fire. We also see she's fireproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which you know, unique to the show. Is yeah, and big in other scenes too. Yeah, later on. So very. That's how we wrap up season very, one. Yeah. All right, we're going to season two. I'm looking over you, Squeaks. You want to read through season two? Yeah, yeah, I will. All right. All right. So season two, Tyrion takes up the position of the hand in hopes of reigning with Joffrey. 
Stannis falls. Yeah, <laughs> Stannis falls under the spell of the witch, Melisandre. Am I? Yeah. Am I yeah, saying that right? Okay. And publicly lays claim to the throne on the basis of Joffrey's illegitimacy. Yeah. yeah. So. We uh, have a couple new names there. Basically, Joffrey's being brought up, and he's a real player now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the son. He's the well, we know illegitimate son of mm-hmm. Robert Baratheon, and the son of Cersei and Jaime, her yeah. brother. Yeah. Because all of their kids have, and we know that Jaime. Is the father because the kids are blonde, yeah. and all of Baratheon's history shows that their hair is supposed to be black. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Joffrey and he's a little punk. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah, there's yeah. one person you wanted to see die the most, like I don't oh, care yeah. about the Night's King, I want Joffrey to die. Oh yeah, he's uh, especially when he killed horrible. the, brought the girl to the room. Oh, he's the arrows in her. Dick move, <laughs> yeah. man. He's just sadistic. And then Stannis, um, Mel- Melisandre. Yeah, yeah. Melisandre. Am I saying that name? Yeah, Melisandre. Yeah. Okay. It's spelled a little funny, but yeah, yeah. It's, that's um, how you say it. That's the red hair. The red witch. Red priestess. Red, okay. red, red priestess. Red, red peace. peace or, yeah. I can't say that. So, yeah. <laughs> witch. Okay. She's a member of this uh, this uh, fire religion, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. um, where they worship fire. They see fire as a way to see the future. Mm-hmm. And Isn't it the god of, god of light? The god of light, yeah. yeah. And they're preparing for this oncoming night, this other force coming. And so they're like trying to... Find their god, their yeah. king that'll lead them, the Azor Ahai. Fulfill this prophecy coming. Yeah, yeah. and they call it the Azor Ahai that'll lead them, yeah, for the prophecy, the, the prince that was promised. Mm-hmm. Um, and she feels at this time <laughs> that it's Stannis. Stannis is Robert Baratheon's eldest brother mm-hmm. who wants to, he has a legitimate right to the throne, actually. Joffrey's not, so he's actually the one supposed to be sitting on the throne. Yeah. But nobody likes him because he's like too serious and he doesn't, he's not like a likable person. So. Yeah. There's literally just Stannis who think that's a good idea, and Ned Stark did at the time, but he's missing a head now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. All right, so Rob's armies progress to the uh, south with Jamie Lannister of their prisoner of war. Rob sends Theon Greyjoy to seek an alliance with his father, Balin Balin Greyjoy. Ba- 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 Balin, I'm yeah. saying these rings. Instead, <laughs> Theon reunites with his family on the Iron Islands, and together they capture Winterfell. Bran is forced to escape to the wilderness. That is some bullshit right yeah, there. Yeah, that was one one good thing that wasn't mentioned is when they escaped to the forest, you know, they ran off with Hodor and I can't remember her name. Uh, Mira Reed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the, was it the Greyjoys that um, simulated their death? They went and found two other kids and killed them and tarred them and feathered uh, them, hung them up, part. and makes the rest of the family believe that their two younger brothers were murdered during this whole, yeah. whole thing. So, again, we got some new names here. Um so Jamie's captured by Rob's army that we know, but Theon was there was a rebellion. The Greyjoys about seven years before these events, mm-hmm. the Greyjoys tried to rebel against the other kingdoms and try to take them over. Yada yada yada. Um, they got smashed. And part of the deal of the peace treaty is we're taking your boy Theon. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be raised by the Warden of the North, Ned Stark. Yeah, and respect that, and everything. Yeah, and it's kind of like a uh, we're holding your kid hostage to yeah. make sure you guys don't do anything. And so the next generation is brought up right and not rebellious. Yeah, it's like a little you. bit of column A column. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so then when. Rob trusts Theon. He grew up with Theon and says, why don't you go back to your Iron Islands, which is, you know, the Greyjoy's home, and have them join me. He gets there and they're like, how dare you worship the the people who have captured you? Yeah. And so he wants to make his own father proud, Balon, and um, decides to invade Winterfell because he knows he knows Winterfell inside and out. Uh, Rob left Winterfell. There's only Brand, this paralyzed kid who's really in charge of the place. Yeah. There, so it's kind of an easy takeover. Should have at least put one of your more respected bannermen there. Well, so. the thing is, I mean, he needs full forces. He's going against Lannisters. True, true. You, you don't expect he to shouldn't have trusted Theon. Yeah. 
But it's like, man, that betrayal was for unreal. seven years. There raised his brothers, as far as he can see. Yeah, you know, and and he could see it in Theon that he respected him too. But then when he goes home to the the parent the family and gets corrupted by them, then you know he's he's turned by the way they see everything. It just sucks because you really wanted more for Theon. Yeah, Theon's the most tragic character. Even like season yeah. seven when you're watching him, that's pretty bad. Yeah. He's pretty tragic. It's yeah. it's a, it's unreal. You actually feel bad when he's being an asshole. Yeah, not just for the people he's being an asshole too. Because you're like you know it's corrupting him. Yeah, you know, but, it's... but for those of you that seen seen season seven, at least there's a glimpse of redemption, or not even really redemption, but it, season six is the most redemption. There's closure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's good. All right, fire away, Rob. Also, sends Catelyn out to meet with Renly. Am I saying your name right? Yeah. Okay. Renly, Renly Baratheon, the younger sibling of Stannis, who also has claim to the Iron Throne. Catelyn suggests the brothers join forces. Renly refuses and is murdered by an evil spirit dispatched by Melisandre. That shit was crazy. That I was, super forgot about that. that? So right yeah. Now. yeah. So Stannis <laughs> like, sleeps with, with Melisandre and then she births a black spirit there, yeah. like a shadow spirit that goes in there and murders him. And who sees it? Uh, Brianna of Tarth. Brianna, yeah. She sees, Another great character. She mm-hmm. sees Stannis' face in it though, right? Yeah, so it has Stannis' face. It's yeah. kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it's used to murder Renly, mm-hmm. and she loves Renly. Like she worships Renly because she's like this. In a world of like where the women are the maidens and everything yeah. like that, she's big, tough, strong. Can beat. I'm gonna say any man really. She holds Pretty her own much. against Jamie. Yeah. Um. And and so they call her beauty as a joke. Like oh look at the beauty. Mm-hmm. And but in Renly when they were kids, Renly who is gay, he doesn't care about women. Yeah. Um. He danced with her just mm-hmm. kind of like shut up boys and let me show you. How nice! How to be nice and noble. Yeah. So he dances with her, and since then she has bowed her allegiance to him. Yeah. Even as kids, she's like, "That man right there." She actually loved him. That man right there is a good knight, and so she followed him. Yeah. And and one of, so it's just one of those things where like, it broke her. Mm-hmm. So she ends up vowing to to help Catelyn at that point. Yeah. But it broke her because everybody assumes Brienne is the one that killed Renly. What? Why did she vow to to help Catelyn at that point? I can't remember. Um, I, you know, I'm not exactly. I don't remember exactly the transition there. Okay. But I think it was because Catelyn took uh, went to hide her. Oh, like that. yeah, and Catelyn was uh, supporting Renly in yeah. his in his push for the throne. So maybe that was part of it too. Right. And and she lost her children. That's she supported her in saying, "I'll I will help bring back your kids, your daughters." Yeah, that was that was the vow she made uh, yeah. with the you oath. Know, one little side thing I want to mention: my favorite characters introduced in this season. Davos, he is the right hand man to stand as Onion Knight. The Onion Knight, exactly. He gets that nickname because when they were sieged at one point, mm-hmm. uh, Davos, who was like the best smuggler in the world, was able to smuggle them onions to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's always the man who like steps up and like bows for the leaders and stuff like that. He mm-hmm. makes it. And uh, what happened was is he ends up losing three of his fingers. Davos does. Because that's the payment for being a smuggler, yeah. and then promoted the hand of the king for Stannis. <laughs> so it's just like this, like dichotomy out of uh, Stannis is like he's super legitimate, like he's he's overly by the book, mm-hmm. and Davos loves it. Davos is just he's he's like this guy who's got the smuggler pirate background, yeah. and yet is now well, a very... full fledged knight. He's a smuggler, but not just to not for his own personal gain, but for the greater good, right? Yeah. He's a very respectable, respected man. He's just really, I really, really yeah. enjoy Davos. He's my favorite. Yeah, and there's, I remember several times where he would question, he wouldn't just follow blindly, but he would 
at least ask his leaders Especially, to second yeah. guess their decisions when he doesn't think they're right. Because we're seeing Stannis follow the Red Priestess to yeah. a fanatic de- degree. Yeah. And Davos is like, you're putting your men in the fire. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And so he's trying to like lead him down the, the, the correct path. Yeah. And then when we see him change his positioning on stuff, it's just... Mm-hmm. I, Davos, of anybody in the show, he's the one I'd follow the flames. He's, yeah. he's so awesome. Very, very much a man of integrity. Yeah. Kellens and Renly's bodyguard, Brienne of Tarth... Uh, are accused of the assassination and forced to flee. Am I saying that wrong? No, you no, said it right. We should oh, shut up because you were about to read what we were talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uniting with Rob once more, the woman conspired to have Jamie return to King's Landing in the hopes of swamping, swapping him for Sansa. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a huge betrayal. Um, so it was, you know, it was a huge betrayal and everything like that. And and basically, Catelyn turned on Rob, right? On, oh yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yes, yeah. They they split. Um, they, yeah, well, they, they were two different decisions. And Rob wanted to keep Jamie because he's a very valuable uh, a trading or a bargaining chip, and then yeah. traded him out for the. She wanted to trade him for the two girls. Yeah. He's saying like we have no proof he's coming back. Yeah, and so it was just like a desperate plea for my mom, and so um, it was just crazy. But it, you know, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the wall, Jon Snow uncovers evidence of infant sacrifices at Caster's Keep and defeats from the defects. and defects from the Night's Watch to join the Wildlings at the orders of Halfhand. Arya is captured by Lannister soldiers in prison at the castle of Hernhall. Hernhall. I'm so horrible at these names. <laughs> and taken on as the servant servant by Patriarch. 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 I'm stirring this up. Tywin Lannister. <laughs> Tywin Lannister, who believes her to be a boy, she escapes with the aid of Jaqen. I forget that guy. I don't know that one. (laughs) Jaqen Hagar. Jaqen. One of the faceless men's of Essos. Mm. That was Um, that was a good bit of uh, action in that though. Um, This made me only care about Arya's storyline. Yeah, yeah. It it kind of launched her because she was nobody for a while. She was prisoner. Now she's nobody again. She realized. She realized that she can just keep, keep her hair short and hide in the group as a boy and not be treated like a girl. But then when she gets brought in by Jack and yeah. is yeah, exciting. this made me made her my favorite character as of right now. She's well, as so of this awesome. point on yeah. on like can, all I care about her, I don't care about anybody else's story yeah. right now. But yeah, uh, and then uh, another big part of as I said out of this is uh, Jon Snow. He's with this guy Halfhand, who's like this legendary ranger of the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. They're about to be captured by the Wildlings. And he says, look, the best thing we can do is from the inside get close to Mance Raider, who's the leader of the Wildlings, and kill him. Because, yeah. again, they all still think it's the Wildlings, not the Knights, or not the White White Walkers. Yeah. Um, they think that's their threat. Right. Mm. So he, so Halfhand tells him, fight me and kill me, looking like you're betraying the Night's Watch, yeah. so that you can join the Wildlings, get close to Mance Raider, and kill him. Yeah. Because he this knows that otherwise they're all just going get, to get murdered, right? Yeah, I think this might be the first time. Well, we've seen other times where he stands up to authority. He's protecting Sam and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but this is like one of the first times we see one of the Starks, Jon Snow specific, specifically, mm-hmm. have to bend the rules yeah. to get what's actually right. Yeah. What Ned Stark wouldn't have done. What Ned Stark might would probably would have been better if Ned Stark would have shut his mouth, let Joffrey become the new king, mm-hmm. and then just try to help out and be a good hand to the king. Yeah. And try to steer. Or let Instead, him be- he tried to do what was... By the books, right, and died for it, and then threw the the kingdom in a chaos. Yeah, this is where John's like seeing that. Look, sometimes you have to do what's wrong to make sure what's what's right is done. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Stannis attempts to invade King's Landing by sea, but his forces are defeated in a naval battle by Tyrion's cunning use of wildfire. That's my boy Tyrion. That was a pretty awesome battle, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, so he, they, they, they invade by sea. There's a bay. Mm-hmm. All of Stannis' ships come in, led by Davos, who is the Navy commander, and Davos' sons are all on these boats. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, they get in there. Tyrion had been pouring uh, wildfire, which is just like basically it's like gas that yeah. can ignite and Ex- stays burning. Explosive oil. Yeah. yeah. Um, they all get in there. They explode the bay. They turn the water to fire yeah. and destroy the ships. Yeah. And it's it's a win. Showing that Tyrion, who is a, you know, I don't know if we mentioned it before, he is a dwarf. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of like looks down on him and stuff like that. But he is so cunning and so smart. And mm-hmm. we just, boom, we see it again. Yeah. What is this saying uh, when they ask him, what did they ask him? What do you do? Is that yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. He says, "I drink and I know things." Yeah, because yeah. he's always just reading a, books I have and drinking that on wine. A t-shirt. You do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have one that says, "Real heroes don't wear capes; they hold the door." <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh man, have you seen this? Uh, I know. I gotta go off topic. We're gonna get to have that you scene. Seen this door stoppers that say "Hodor" on them? Yeah. Oh uh, my god, I need one for my office. Have you seen where they put the sticker on the you know on elevators where it's this whole door? They put stickers of Hodor's face on those. No way. Yeah, people are putting those stickers out. Oh, that's good. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, across the narrow sea, Daenerys arrives at Quarth. 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 Okay. Hoping to gain support for her invasion of Westeros, she ends up in prison in the house of the Undying, along with her dragons. After being drawn into a a. a, a whatever plot. plot? <laughs> yeah. yeah she eventually serve. escapes the pillage. And pillages the city. So. Yeah. So yeah, Daenerys basically she's looking for funding and all like that to get across the ocean. Mm. Um, she gets to Carth, which is like the super rich merchant city. Okay, mm. that's what. Yeah. I was thinking um, of city. She gets betrayed by these this warlock guild, mm. yeah. um, and they try to because they want the dragon. Everyone wants the dragon. They're more yeah. valuable than a fleet, so they oh, keep yeah. telling her like, "We'll give you a fleet. We want at least one dragon." Yeah. And she's like, oh, they, "Fuck they you guys." Know, those well, are my children. That, she was trying to free the slaves, right? And then that... That's the next one. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, she this doesn't have that Before yet. she realized okay. that wasn't such an issue over there, right? We're, we're in a point now where Daenerys is still growing as a character. Mm-hmm. And so right now she's only got one thing. And it's carrying on her younger or older brother Viserion, who had died earlier, uh, who the idea was, like, we just need to get our throne back. We just need yeah. to get our throne back. So he was and trying to get... she's learning more. He was trying to get uh, the Dothraki horde to go with him yeah. across the sea and... Because and, uh, normally she would Westeros. have to marry Viserion, but he decided, I will sell her instead to the to the Dothraki. Yeah. Get their army to yeah. go invade. But it was like, you couldn't pick a worse army to do that with. They yeah. don't go across the oceans. Yeah. So and they don't, they don't honor yeah. trades. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, she's mine. What did you want now? Okay, go away. <laughs> All right, and uh, Squeaks, again, you have to head out? Yes, I do have to head out. All right, I would thank love you for to stay, but I do have to hit it up at an appointment. So. All right, yeah, it's all good, yes. man. All right. all right, thanks for having me. <laughs> all right, next up we have season three, and I'll do the reading for this. Uh, Tyrion is demoted from hand to hand by Tywin, who blames Tyrion for causing his wife's death at childbirth uh, and forces him to marry Sansa. Joffrey is, meanwhile, engaged to Marjorie Tyrell, Renly's widow, in hopes of establishing a Lannister-Tyrell alliance. Yeah, that was mm, that was interesting. I like that uh, we see Tyrion. I mean, of course, Sansa's a, a young wife and attractive and whatnot. Right. And he could have taken advantage of her, but he knew that she's a noble woman of a noble family. And, you know, I'm not going to... She's in a horrible situation. So yeah. he, you know, gives her that respect and gives her space and doesn't try to act as her husband or anything like that. Just... Yeah. I think it's really important because it shows Tyrion is not another Lannister. And it more, the most important thing is it shows it to Sansa. Yeah. Who later on may become important. <laughs> and we need we need that idea of like, look, I Tyrion's not like them. Yeah. 
Um, so we sh- so we've seen that, and then it also brings in Marjorie, who is part of the Tyrell family. Yeah, they're a very wealthy family. They basically feed the other seven kingdoms. They mm-hmm. have so much food, um, which makes them very wealthy. And so the Joffrey is engaged to her to create a new alliance. The Lannisters, who are notoriously rich, their mm-hmm. gold mines have actually started to dry up. So. Mm-hmm. Ty- Tywin, the very smart patriarch of the, the Lannisters, yeah. sees this as an opportunity to bring wealth back into the family. Yeah. Because nobody knows that they're running out of gold except for him. Yeah. So he's like trying to keep but, it on the DL. But they're so uh yeah, when their gold mines drying up dry up, the the farmland and, and whatnot that they guys have is, is limitless. It's not gonna run out. You just keep working it, right? So Right, yeah. It's a it's continuous a better source of re- yeah, <laughs> a continuous resource. Yeah. All right, next up, Beyond the Wall, uh, Jon Snow encounters the wildling leader, Mance Raider, who mm-hmm. anticipates a battle to the death with the White Walkers. Snow finds himself in a complex relationship with his one-time prisoner, Egret, which Egret is spelt so hard. It's Y-G-R-I-T-T-E. Yeah. yeah. When I first began reading these and stuff like that... You um, called her Griddle. <laughs> uh, griddle, I kept calling her Griddle. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Griddle. <laughs> yeah, just because it looks like it. Like, it's a jumble. Yeah, there's no L in there, I realized, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so what we're seeing is here, this is the first time we've seen the wildlings have a deeper personality. Mm-hmm. They're not just like, oh, we're, we're savages that are raiding everything. Yeah. No, they're trying to get to the wall, then on the other side of the wall, because they want the wall's protection against the real problem, the yeah. White Walkers. So so how long ago, have they always known of the White Walkers, the wildlings? Or is well, this just something yeah. more recent that they're... Because Crasters, who is this guy who lives up north of the wall, he's less... Yeah. He's less wildlings but he's he's living up there because he was he he's was a defected sons he was a defected crow right i don't think so okay oh mance raider is oh okay. not craster okay mance raider used to be a night's watchman who who left the night's watch and he's dangerous to the night's watch everybody wants him dead because the wildlings are these small tribes but he's gathering the tribes up yeah. and uniting them yeah and the night's watch think it's for a huge invasion on the night's watch and kind of but they really just want to get south of the wall they're go- they're doing that for protection yeah so mance raider is actually trying to save them all and then, uh, and then, yeah, there's this woman that that, that John Snow's gone back and forth of capturing, and they're being captured by her. Um, uh, and Egret, and and they're trying to, they're starting to fall in love. Yeah. Well, then, that's funny is because of this relationship on the show, they actually get married in real life. No way. Yeah, they're actually oh, married. That's cool. Yeah, that's they had a really cool wedding. He's like in a kilt and everything like that. So. <laughs> nice. Uh, Rob decides against marrying Rosalind Frey after falling in love with Talisa. A healer. Nevertheless, the Starks are invited to a wedding of his uncle and Rosalind Frey, which turns out to be a trap sprung by Rosalind's resentful father, Lord Walder Frey. Screw that guy. Mm-hmm. Rob, Catelyn, and the pregnant Talisa and their bannermen are butchered at the reception with the blessings of the Lannister. God, that was such a heartbreaking oh, episode. Yeah. It goes really to show is. you love ruins everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a bad takeaway. Uh, but yeah, I remember the Red Wedding. That was. That's what it's called, Red Wedding, yeah. Red Wedding, yeah. I remember the uh, the good music they did with that. That wasn't like the, the reins of Castamere, man. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so let's let's kind of give a little bit broader explanation of this. Yes. Uh, in season one, to get past this bridge, it's mm-hmm. owned by this family called the Freys. Mm-hmm. They made a deal that 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 uh, Rob would marry one of the daughters. Yeah. But Rob falls in love, so he doesn't want to marry Rosalind. And the Frey house has tons of daughters, right? They he's got tra- a ton. He's they, trying to trade off. The his old kids man to just keeps going at it. Yeah. Props to him and his his stam- stamina. <laughs> yeah. But so Rob falls in love with Talisa, so he breaks his contract that he has. Mm-hmm. The idea is that okay, well then you will, you'll marry my uncle instead. Rosalind will marry my uncle instead. Yeah, so she'll still be still a royal good. family. Yeah, you know. Problem is, is Walder Frey. He's just a jerk. Yeah, he makes a deal with the Lannisters instead. Of course, the main villains are the Starks, and when they come and bring him to this wedding, everybody's going to be happy and they'll kill him. Um, 
in on this plan is Bruce Bolton, who is one of the bannermen of the Stark, who wants mm. to take over the Starks yeah. and you know get promotion, take out your boss so that you can be promoted, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so he's there. My favorite, one of my favorite things that you're talking about is the band's playing, and also mm. they play this song called "The Reigns of Casimir." We hear it throughout the show whenever Lannister does something awesome. Yeah. And it is a song that is meant to talk about this one time the Lannisters killed another family. Mm-hmm. So it's always played whenever they do something cool. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a like a mafia boss. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Where they do a bunch of clips over time. Yeah, Godfather uh, does this yeah. scene. It's kind of a prep to that. Yeah. But really um, cool. so anyway, so the music changes. Mm. Catelyn starts to realize this. She realizes mm. that Roos has, has armor underneath his, or chainmail, underneath his clothes. Yeah. So he's actually ready for battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get worried, and then they spring the trap, and they kill all three of them. Super heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. They even kill uh, Rob Stark's uh, wolf. wolf. Yeah. They mount, they mount the head to uh, Rob Stark's body. That's only in the book, right? No, that's in the show. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So it's just super depressing. Yeah. All right. The killings are witnessed by Arya, who finds a reluctant protector in Sandor Clegane. The Hound is what he's known as. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his part in the massacre, the treacherous Roose Bolton is made warden of the North. So what we're seeing here is Arya has teamed up with the Hound, who yeah. was the bodyguard of, of Joffrey. Mm-hmm. But during the battle with all the fire, he's afraid of fire. He, he ditched he, it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go into that farther later on. Very cool character. Um, yeah, very, very cool character. And so they're about to show up, and mm-hmm. they see, oh, wait, something's wrong here. They see the betrayal happen, and it's heartbreaking. Um, and then, yeah, Roose Bolton is promoted to now the Warden of the North. He's now leader of the North, mm-hmm. and uh, his bastard starts heading in. Elsewhere, Bran Stark discovers he can project himself into the bodies of a dire wolf. Bran and Jamie continue their journey south, and Daenerys gathers an army of 8,000 unsullied in the east that's a lot might be my favorite i mean there's so many good daenerys stuff mm-hmm. might be my favorite part of when she... daenerys storyline is the getting the unsullied i don't remind me how she did that i remember she got okay. them and then she she conquered the city right so so daenerys doesn't have a lot of cash at this point yeah she does have three dragons yeah she tells this slave trader the unsullied are like they're all eunuchs they're the best soldiers yeah. in the world trained from child you could slice them and yeah. they'll stand there and bleed to death but yeah. unless you tell them to move yeah so they're the best soldiers in the world and this is what she needs she needs an army so she says okay i'll trade you one dragon for your slave army of the unsullied yeah there's a staff that means you control the unsullied right so mm-hmm. they make the deal and she grabs the the staff and everything like that. Now she owns the slaves. She owns the 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 unsullied. She turns, tells the unsullied, "I am your leader. I am your owner. But I'm freeing you all, and I'm asking you to take over this city." She then tells her dragon, who she just sold, Jacaris, 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 which in Valerian means burn. fire, burn. Yeah. And the the dragon starts burning shit down. Mm. The insulated invade the city that yeah. they're in. They take over the city full of slaves. They grab more insulated up. You know, you yeah. assume. she learns to speak the language to say that, right? Doesn't well, she say? Oh, it that's one. Yeah. So or the, in, uh, what's funny is a slave trader is talking to her, his like translator Melisandre. Uh, yeah, Melisandre. No, that's no. Not it. I can't remember her name either, though. It's later on in my notes. Yeah, but she continues as her translator. Right, and so, but the whole time, and so the guy's like, oh, this whore, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which, D- Danny knows it the whole time, and then unveils it then that she knows it. Yeah. Um, so it's just this really awesome, like, let it burn. And then they, that's the first time we hear uh, Danny's, like, which Danny is a short for Daenerys, uh, Danny's, like, theme music for when she's kicking badass. Yeah. You know, it's like this <sighs> boom, it like kicks in real heavy, you know, like that. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, bring on the Targaryen pain. And that, that was our first time of seeing, I think it was the first time of us seeing um, her 
uh, what do you call it? Like like mercy or choosing to to help protect the people by not protecting. I don't know if she's doing a lot of damage, mm, yeah. but freeing the unsullied instead of just commanding them as slaves to take over the city. Yeah, I give you freedom now. I I ask of you as your leader to go attack and, and free yeah, the city. I'm not, yeah, and I'm not sure exactly the order. Maybe, maybe she had commanded them to, but saying she's gonna. She the key is that this is when she learns that slavery is terrible. She yeah. learns that the unsullied to become an unsullied, the last thing they have to do. Is they they're given like one copper basically yeah. go down to the poor area buy a baby for the one copper and kill the baby in front of the mom yeah like That's... to to finalize the fact they have no emotions yeah and so she's learning that like and for air, for the eight thousand soldiers that's eight thousand babies that had just died yeah and she's she's tired of this problem so this whole region mm-hmm. is really big in the slave trade and she's gonna bring it down before she leaves yeah that's we're seeing Danny step out of the role of what Viserion wanted of just taking their throne back into mm-hmm. like, I have to do this. It's what is right. Yeah. She's developing her own purpose. Yeah. Which yeah. is who we love. Huge. Yeah. All right. Season four, John. I know we're, we got to get through a lot of these. And we're <laughs> at 44 minutes so far. Oh my God. I'm trying I to go know. faster. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joffrey meets his end after being served poisoned wine. Good. At his wedding to Marjorie. Uh, Sansa smuggled to freedom with the assistance of Littlefinger, who takes her to Liza Aaron. Um, Anything major? I mean, that was great. I mean, that is major. Joffrey, Joffrey die. finally died. Yeah. And one of the most, most gruesome deaths on the show. He's like yeah. purple and choking and scratching yeah. at his neck. Yeah. Um, and then we see Littlefinger bring away. He, it, it's made to look like Littlefinger's the one that did the poisoning, which he was in on the plan. Um, and Littlefinger hides Sansa. Mm-hmm. The overarching thing over this is Littlefinger has a lot of plans. Yeah. And so whenever he does something that's for purpose, he also used to like Catelyn, which is Sansa's mom. Yeah. And so there's a little thing there like, oh, maybe he's starting to ship with um, with Since Sansa. Since she just got murdered, maybe. Yeah, he's moving on. Yeah. All right. Aaron proves to be an unfit guardian of Sansa. Uh, was that right? Aaron? Liza yeah. Aaron, yeah. Liza Aaron, okay. Uh, proves to be an unfit guardian of Sansa having lost her mind. She's killed, uh, she's killed by Littlefinger, Baelish, whom she expected, or, yeah, expects to marry. After she attempts to push Sansa to her death through the moon door at the Vale, which yeah. is, we know, the big hole in the, on the ground they can open and close the door. Uh, they battle in that kind of uh, not arena, it's, that yeah, courtyard it's like kind of room. area. Yeah, 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 throne room, yeah. And so they, they'll push a body out of there or battle and fight each other to push yeah. one or the other in there. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it's an open cliff through the floor. But yeah, so Peter ends up throwing her out that... Because she was about to kill Sansa. She's yeah. jealous of Sansa because she yeah. thinks that she's just losing her mind. Yeah. At this point, how old is how old is her son Robin? Like fourteen or twelve or something. Well, yeah, maybe 12. Not fourteen. And yeah. twelve is still and twelve and still drinking milk off his still mom. Still drinking milk off the mama, which yeah. is like, okay, oh. you are batshit. Yeah. She's crazy, he's crazy. He's the acting king, right? Isn't he He is the Lord of the Veil. Lord of the Veil, yeah. yeah. Which is he just wants to see people fly. He, he wants just, to wait, see people he, get thrown through the moon door. Let him fly. Let him fly, which means he wants yeah. to see him through the... That's freaking nuts. That yeah. kid is nuts. A, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. What's next? All right. Jamie, who has since lost his hand. Yep. Real quick. Do you remember how he lost his hand? I can't remember. There was a there was a, like a, a group of mercenaries, basically, that mm-hmm. were going to bring him to Stannis, and then they switch. Okay. Anyways, they're bringing him to Stannis. Yeah, then to Tywin. Um, but they cut off his hand. Yeah, uh, oh, to, just to be dicks, basically. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't, I can't remember that scene. But it that, is his sword hand, and he's the best sword fighter in the in, in Westeros. Yeah, and they cut off his sword fighting hand, which That's... changes Jamie's outlook a lot. Yeah, from here changes on out. his character, his yeah. motives. All right, so Jamie and um, Brienne arrive at King's Landing to find Sansa has escaped. Brienne, now a knight uh, errant, is tasked with taking down the missing Stark. 
One thing that's really oh, cool about this down, is there was a sword that was in the in the uh, Stark family called it Ice. Yeah. It was a giant sword. It was mm-hmm. Ned Stark's sword. Uh, the one that he behead the uh, traitor in the first episode of first season? Yeah. Um, and it's made out of Valyrian steel, which, uh, you know, just a short of it is the magical steel that nobody knows how to make anymore. Isn't it so, forged from, uh, Dragon's Fire? It, there's a lot of rooms. It has runes in it, too. Yeah. Um, and so Tywin has it melted into two different swords. Mm-hmm. One of them is Widow's Whale, which is given to Joffrey, which is perfect name because he's an asshole. Yeah. The other one is called Oathkeeper, which is given to Jaime. Mm-hmm. Jaime gives that sword to Brienne. That's a sy- symbol of saying, look, I promised Catelyn that I'd find her kids. I'm giving you Oath Keeper mm-hmm. to keep my oath and find Sansa and protect her. Yeah. So it was kind of a really emotional part because this entire time we're on the road, Brienne and Jamie are becoming closer. Yeah. We're starting to see through this asshole, asshole version of Jamie into the idea of like, he's famous for killing the king. Well, he killed the king because the king was going to burn down all of King's Landing. He's yeah. going to murder millions probably. Yeah. Um, the worst so, thing he's done is really just is uh, just following his family. Right. Doing what his he's sister and his dad ordered. Very complicated character that we're, I mean, it's, he's oh got our opinions on him changed so much. And it's, at this point we see him hopeless because when he's yeah. traveling back with her, his hands missing. He thinks he's going to just die in the journey. If he, he, I'm pretty sure he's told Brianna a couple times, just put me out of my misery. I'm, you know, when yeah. we're going there. And then, uh, he's like, if I do make it, I'm useless anyways. I'm just a pile of meat because I can't, you know, fight without my hand. Yeah. Even though we know he learns to fight with his left hand, just almost as good as his right. Or yeah. he's, he works on it. he's never at the same but yeah but he is a hell of a good leader yeah all right sorry i will continue Maybe. um Istrat seriously blames Tyrion for joffrey's assassination when his champion obrin martell really cool character oh, yeah. is defeated in a trial by combat against gregor the mountain clegane um Tyrion is imprisoned once more so that was a really cool battle scene too it's i hate that they killed off obrin so early in his character the red viper yeah yeah it was really good so Oberyn Martell, the Martell family, they're part of, a, of the southernmost part of the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, and and they use they're very big on poisons and whips, and they have like a whole different fighting yeah. style. He did poison the mountain, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, and he that's cut. why he's called the Red Viper, the Viper part of it. Yeah. All his daughters, he has like a bunch of daughters, and they're all excellent fighters of different toy, different tools, mm-hmm. uh, little daggers and stuff like that. Really awesome family. They're yeah. not given enough in the show, but they're really cool. Yeah. Um, we see here that. That you know, Tyrion's blamed for Joffrey's murder. It was not Tyrion's fault. We we learned later on, and of course, there's another trial by combat. Oberyn defends Tyrion, and the Mountain is is defending the Lannister name. Yeah, they fight, and it's one of those things where the Mountain is poisoned, so he will die. But he ends Didn't. up crushing the head of Oberyn Martell. Yeah, and Oberyn dies first, so Tyrion's found guilty. Uh, at this point, let's go ahead and mention who the Mountain is. Mm. Okay. The Mountain and the Hound, yeah. they're, they're brothers, brothers yeah. and they are bannermen to the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. The Mountain is this guy who is enormous. Huge, he's like got to be like seven feet, feet tall. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, he's, 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 he's literally a mountain. Mm-hmm. The Hound, who is also huge, but not as yeah. big as his he's brother. He's probably seven feet, seven <laughs> yeah. and a half. <laughs> right? Um, he's notorious because he has burnt half of his face. Mm-hmm. That's why he's afraid of fire. Mm-hmm. The reason his, fa- his face was burnt... He was playing with, when they were kids, he was playing with one of the mountain's toys. Mm-hmm. The mountain was upset about it, took his face, and put it in the flames yeah. of the fire fire pit there. Therefore, always creating this rivalry between the two. They hate yeah. each other so much. So he's always vowed, uh, the hound's always vowed that I'm going to kill my brother yeah. someday. Yeah. And and so, and the mountain is like unstoppable. He's mm-hmm. He is like the lap dog to the Lannisters. Yeah. So it's, it's his problem. And then now that the hound left, everybody's expecting the two to fight someday. So yeah. that'll be in the next episode. And we see a lot of, uh, the, the hound was 
originally such a crass, harsh, yeah, uh, bitter old man, pretty much what we see, and he'll they'll just kill anybody for the nickel that they got on him or something like that. Yeah. But we see his character develop a lot as he travels with uh, Arya. Arya. He's getting a lot of regret. He's, yeah. He again, that's one of these great things about the show is there's so much more depth in each of these characters that yeah. we find. Jamie's, you know, there's a lot more behind what you first see, so yeah. it's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, where am I? Okay. Freed by Jamie, Tyrion discovers his father in bed with his mistress Shay and executes him by crossbow on the latrine before departing King's Landing. Uh, Tyrion crosses the narrow sea in the hope of meeting Daenerys, whom he believes can defeat Cersei. Yeah. So that was heartbreaking because we see uh, Tyrion is with whores throughout his time, but he fell, but in, he, love. He fell in love with Shay and he paid her to just continuously stay with him, kind of like his his brotherly relationship he had with Braun somewhat yeah, you know, for a yeah, while. Yeah. Like he he doesn't he's a dwarf, he doesn't have the physical appeal of most people, so he'll as a Lannister just pay for the company of somebody. So yeah. yeah. He uh yeah. And then and then of course his father's always put him down because he, he, he blames him for killing the mob. Yeah. Everything like that. And he's just not happy that he's and living ex- up to the Lannister name. Explain that more. He didn't go stab his mom. So oh, oh, at, at birth, birth sorry, his mom yeah. died. Yeah. At birth, the mom died. And there's all kinds of side story, too. Like, the mom probably cheated with the Targaryen. We'll talk about that next Next episode. We're talking about predictions and theories. We'll talk about all that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, so that's yeah. just theory. So Tyrion crosses the sea to Cersei. So, to, yeah. So, uh, so Tyrion goes across the ocean after this, and he's going to try to team up with Daenerys to take out the, the Lannisters. All right. Roose Bolton returns to Winterfell from the Red Wedding to find that his... Vicious son Ramsay Bolton had tortured Theon to the point of madness, so much so that he now answers to the name Reek. This is where we start feeling bad again for Theon, who has betrayed the Lannisters, but he's become like a crazy pet to yeah. Bolton. That was so sad. It's just like, you should have killed him like weeks ago. He's just yeah. peeling back his skin, mutilating yeah. him, let him think he's going to be free for a second, and then just, just beat him. or Ramsay's cut cutting him. off pieces, we'll just say, yeah. of Theon. Important the pieces. The most valuable pieces. Right. Manly Theon pieces. To ship back to the, his family. Yeah. I mean, it's just messed up. He is sadistic. Yeah. Worse than Joffrey, I would argue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, let's see. In the north, Jon Snow returns from the wildling camp to warn the Night's Watch of Mance Raider's um, advancing. advancing forces, who... Dooley lays siege to the Castle Black. Stannis Baratheon's remaining men ride to the rescue, now backed by the financiers of the Iron Bank. This is one of the best battles we've seen at this point. So uh, it's a battle at the wall. The mm-hmm. wildlings are attacking the wall. They have they have giants. They yeah. have they have catapults, right? Catapults. Yeah. They have um. What are the big woolly mammoths? They got oh, mammoths yeah. that are going and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. The wall, we're, seeing, we're seeing the wall's defenses. They have like this big sliding chain and all yeah. stuff like that. Really cool fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it gets down to the point where um, Jon Snow's going to go out there, meet with Mance Raider for one last chance to stab him. And then here comes this this horse army out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's Stannis Baratheon who decided instead of going and trying to regain his forces and attack uh, King's Landing again, he knows from the Red Priestess that there's a bigger threat out there, and yeah. it's the White Walkers. Yeah. So he goes to help defend the Night's Watch. It's the most redeeming moment for Stannis so far. Yeah. Stannis, Mil- uh, Davos, Melisandre, they're all there. Was this after the scene with his daughter, though? No, that's coming up next. Oh, okay. That is the biggest God. fall of Stannis. Yeah, I was say, he's not a good guy anymore. No, yeah, no, yeah. but this is a moment when you see those horses roll in, when you think yeah. John's going to go out there and die, mm-hmm. um, when you, and you see those horses roll in, it is a moment where you're just like, yeah. wow. 
thank goodness for Stannis. He might actually be a good backer for the Iron Throne. Because so. they they mentioned it kind of loosely bef- in in different parts of the show that the the true king of Westeros, the king of the Seven Kingdoms, is, isn't going to be whoever beheads the next king or or kills enough of the other guys. It's whoever protects the realm, whoever keeps the majority of everybody yeah. safe and proves that they're a good leader, good Stannis ruler. is the first person to think that. Yeah, so it's instead awesome. of turning to just start another fight, more bloodshed, and cut our, our troops in half, yeah. let's just turn and direct our, ourselves to protect the life, protect the living. And strategically, it's a good idea because you get hearts and minds. You get the yeah. north on your side, stuff yeah. like that. They always want to know what the wall's up to. Yeah. All right, last piece All of right. season four. Arya and the Hound are found by uh, Brienne, who... Defeated, who defeats Clegane in battle. The Hound, uh, yeah. The Hound, yeah. Uh, Arya runs away to study under the mysterious Jacques... Jacken. Jacken. How do you say his last name? Hagar. Hagar. Oh, yeah, that's At the House of Black and White. Yeah. In Bravos. So she's going so, across the narrow sea, kind of the same continent anyways of Daenerys. Not in the same area, but same yeah, continent of Daenerys. Right. Far, um, much farther north, right? Uh, farther east. Oh, okay. Um, the key with this is that we won't go into a lot of details because we're actually running really long on time as well. Yeah. But um, she's trained uh, by the faceless men to be. She's, a she's trained by an assassin group. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's shown as the actor Jack and Hagar. But basically, these guys can change faces. It becomes later yeah. on important. So, so the whole really, time we she don't could have know. Been, every time she saw him, it could have been a different person. It could be a completely different person. So mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily Jack and Hagar. And that's kind of the point of their their group is that yeah. you're nobody. You yeah. don't really exist yeah. to blend in with crowds. and I mean, Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love this show so much. <laughs> All right, so we're into season five, guys. We're going to try to pick up the pace just a hair. Yeah. Um, Stannis has defeated Radar, um, yeah, Mance Raider, uh, and burnt at the stakes. Uh, Jon Snow is elected the leader of the Night's Watch uh, to the disapproval of the of the elders in the, in the guard. Uh, Stannis is later convinced by Melisandre, here it is, to sacrifice his daughter mm-hmm. to appease the Lord of Light and hold the winner off. And uh, in burning his daughter, she, he loses a ton of respect. Yeah, that's just a devastating scene. You're like, how how manipulated are you? How can you completely yeah. lose? And his wife was in the same boat. She didn't turn against him, but she's like, oh, you know what? His wife's what- a bigger... Believe it than he is. Yeah. She's like, if that's what the Lord of Light wants, then we must do it. They burnt their, was it like seven or eight year old daughter? She was such a darling. Yeah, too. sweet little girl. She just wanted to play with her little toy. Top Davos had a read. Yeah, Davos oh. Davos loved her. He was so betrayed when yeah. he found that, that he had done that. that he, Best, he, I was surprised yeah. he didn't kill Stannis for, for such an action. Davos but. lost all his sons in the, in the Battle of the Bay. Mm-hmm. And so he had almost like adopted this as the little girl that taught him how to read. He was like a little guardian to her. Yeah. And then to see that his king that he had worshiped. Do this, he lost all faith in him. Yeah, and so did and most of his. And hates Melisandre too, yeah. who convinced him to do it. Now he vows to kill Melisandre. Yeah, which even in season seven is a problem. Yeah, so it's crazy. That's, okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Littlefinger leads Sansa to Ramsay Bolton, that asshole, mm-hmm. uh, with the intention of marrying them, an event that would mean the return of a Starks to Winterfell. So we're getting the Starks coming back to Winterfell and the fact that Sansa's back. Yeah. Problem is, she's going to marry Ramsay, who is a rapist and a murderer and a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's little figure claims he doesn't know how bad Ramsey is, mm. whatever. He's just doing this for what's best for his, his, yeah. st- you know, we, f- we realize that chaos is what, what, uh, he thrives in. His saying is literally chaos is a ladder. Yeah. Cause he climbs that and that ladder. makes Yeah. That makes a lot of sense when you look back at what he does throughout oh, the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. kinds of shit. All right. Stannis arrives to fight the Boltons, but is easily dispatched when his men desert over the doubts about his pagan zealotry. He likes the Lord of Light too much. He is slain by Bran, the badass, who has followed Sansa to Winterfell. As Melisandre escapes to Castle Black, Sansa manages to escape Ramsay's clutches with the help of Theon. Redeeming moment for Theon. Yeah, true. So, um, yeah, the big part is this is a, a redeeming moment for Theon. 
Uh, Melisandre goes back to Castle Black. She'll be needed soon, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, Brienne cuts down uh, Stannis. Stannis is, is and, gone. Because she always blamed him and was seeking revenge for uh, for Renly's murder. Yeah. That shadow spirit thing. And this gives the Boltons more oomph. You know, yeah. like now they like they. Hey, we just took out one of the one of the Baratheons. We're good. Yeah. Um, at King's Landing, Cersei is conspiring against her daughter-in-law Marjorie, mm-hmm. who's becoming like the queen that everybody loves. She's yeah. just she's, she's always going to the orphanage. She's really good at playing the people. She's, she's good at a, playing that manipulative yeah, game. She's so she, good at PR. Another little finger. Uh, who was subsequently married uh, Joffrey's naive younger brother Tommen, now king. Mm-hmm. Tommen, he is the nicest of all the Lannisters. I think. Yeah, completely has innocent. no evil bone in his body. Yeah, he's just trying to be a good king. Just like he his has, sister who died too. His cat so. is Sir Pounce. Yeah. His adorable little cat. Um, the writers had revealed recently that Cersei had Sir Pounce killed. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty dick move. Pretty messed up. That, that's like a side thing that's not going to be mentioned in the show, but they made sure the writers like, yeah, Cersei had that cat killed. Yeah. Well, and so we see in that in that time period, too, that um, that Marjorie is, is helping use the, the Sparrow. No, what is it called? The... The yeah, religious like, cult group in the city yeah. that's kind of taken the over. High Sparrow. High Sparrow, that's yeah. what it is. Um, to lock down the 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 fellowship of the poorer people. Yeah, and to isolate the the Cersei and the royalty because they they have to follow new rules now if, if that religious group controls the city. Next up, after weaponizing the High Sparrow, the leader of the, oh, the puritanical sorry. group, <laughs> Cersei's sexual hypocrisy is soon exposed as she is forced to enact a humiliating, naked walk of penance through the streets of the capital. Yeah. So this is the moment that we've seen time and time again in pop she, culture where she's walking down, they're all yelling shame at her. Yeah. She, she has to do it fully naked. She has to do it basically from the church to the cap to the capital, and they're yeah. all throwing... And her feet are bleeding by the time she gets there. Yeah, and yeah. this is like... It's funny because normally this would be a humbling moment, and I think it might be the moment oh. that just... It makes just, her made of steel now. Yeah, it built she a fire inside that could never be ignited or uh, extinguished. Extinguished. Um, Daenerys, and then one thing that's important too is when she gets to the capital, mm-hmm. she, um, Kyburn, who is this guy who, who's been kind of around, he's like this mad scientist kind yeah. of guy. Is it? Bla- is a maester, isn't he? But he's a he's not a, he's not magic? a real maester. Oh, okay. He was trying to be a maester, but he went too much into the black magic, so they said uh, no, you're a not failed maester. Yeah, so it's that's even flunky. crazier. Um, he meets her. He's like, oh, let me show you to uh, the new. Yes, Sir Robert. Yeah, uh, strong, so. which is actually a zombie version of the Mountain who died from the poison. So yes. he's even stronger now because he's got zombie strength. Oh, God, he's crazy. God, so guys, he, now he show. he keeps his helmet on. You could see through it, kind of some decayed skin, yeah. dark eyes. But he but doesn't talk. He just, yeah. but he still works as her perfect servant. Ugh. Does anything she says. Takes orders, and that's all he does. Yeah, and he's huge. Daenerys takes over the city of Marine with an unsullied army. However, she struggles to retain control of the desert slave city. When an, uh, an anonymous collective known as the Sons of the Harpy rise up against her. After a battle between her guards and the Harpies, one of Daenerys' dragons, Drogon by the way, mm-hmm. uh, whisks her away into the midst of a Dothraki horde. So Daenerys takes over the city marine. It's a beautiful city yeah. who has um, a people that are there that have been there for centuries yeah. who all live and die by the slave trade. Yeah. She comes in and says, hey, the slave trade's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and in that process, the rich family, the slaves are fine, but the rich families start a... A cult. Uh, militant, militant group, yeah, yeah, cult in within the city to try to fight her off. At one of the fighting pits, uh, she's attacked, and Drogon comes in because the, the dragons are free at this moment. They're yeah. running around and getting a little too big, a little worrisome. <laughs> yeah, eating as much as they want. Yeah, so during the attack, uh, Tyrion is there now. Remember everybody? And, and, yeah. and we have more out there. Uh, the dragon comes in, picks her up. She flies off. It's the first time we see somebody fly on one of the dragons, yeah. which becomes a regular thing later on. 
And flight, and he takes a few spears in him, so he's injured. So he has to land in the field. Yeah. The Dorothy, the Thraki show up and 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 capture her. Didn't now at that point I can't. I remember the Thraki. Vaguely... Sorry, real quick. Oh. I don't want to confuse people. She has the Thraki that are following her. Yeah. But after Cal Drogo died, a lot of the Thraki left because they follow only the strong. Yeah. So she is seen as weaker when they leave, and now you know they're back. To and there's multiple tribes of Dothraki, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Now, in that field, didn't she drop something that was later found by somebody else as a sign that she was there? I can't remember. I thought she dropped, like, something from her hair. Yeah, it was it was a ring. She okay. drops a ring that they later on find when they're looking for her. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so Tyrion is with her and everything like that. He is, mm-hmm. he is quickly uh, trusted by her because she sees that he is beyond his name. He's not just a Lannister. Yeah. And he's actually left in charge when she's gone. Mm-hmm. In the north, Jon Snow takes a group of Night's Watchmen to meet with the Wildlings in hopes of forming an alliance. As negotiations are are ongoing, the Night King breaks up their meeting and scores a devastating victory upon their their remaining returning to the Wall. A band of mutineer watchmen have Snow run through. Which, that word run through is very misleading. That means he got stabbed like 20 times in the chest and gut and... They take so, turns, including little Ollie. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Stabbing Mur- him. Murdering their leader, Jon Snow, who I get by the book was uh, so, a traitor, but. Yeah, we've got to give a little bit of context again. We're not trying to go too long here. I know. But uh, it's Season seven's going to be longer. This we is might... actually a very good. Well, yeah, but even if this is an hour and a half episode, mm-hmm. in an hour and a half episode, you're getting caught up in a very good way, I think. Yeah. Personally, I, this is Rapidly. me creating it, so whatever. Um,. But you're getting caught up on a lot of good story details. Yeah. You could go to the office and pretend like you've watched the show now. Congrats. If we, yeah. <laughs> if we need to stop and do seven on a separate... No, I think we'll do, do it all, and the people can fast forward as they want to oh. go. 15 seconds along. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so so what's important here is, first off, it's one of the baddest-ass battles ever, the battle at Hardhome, when the Night's King comes in and starts wrecking stuff yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The director of that battle, he later on does Battle of the Bastards, He's the one that's in charge of the prequel coming up. Nice. Yeah. So that's the one where uh, at the end of the battle, you see them get on, on boats and they're just barely yeah. getting away. And the Night's King's like, what and, up, bro? And he yeah, raises he, the army of everybody all, he just killed. Oh, God. Because he can raise the dead to fight for him. Yep. And then we see um, another big thing here is when he gets back, the reason that a lot of the older Night's Watch people want him dead mm-hmm. is because John's making deals with the Wildlings, which, again, at this point, all the Night's Watch... They think Watch it's the enemy. Yeah. ...think it, they're the enemy, yeah. And the Wildlings understand. see John as like, hey, he's a guy who can bring safety to us. Yeah, he's he, different than the normal Night's he's Watch. He's one of these, you know, crooked crows, but he actually understands what we see and yeah. what we come from, so he might be the bridge between us. And this is a moment, mm-hmm. because remember, there's been times the Boltons took over to Winterfell. He wanted to go down there and go down there, but he did the honorable thing. This is the Ned Stark getting his head cut off again. Yeah. Doing uh, the right thing gets you killed in Game of Thrones. It's so heartbreaking because you see that and you're like, oh my God, I let it happen. I let myself fall in love with this Jon Snow and then these guys are murdering him just I like his dad. I did with Rob Stark before. A- <laughs> Rob Stark was doing the great thing. Yeah, got, and, got and he killed did the, the Red Wedding. By, I'll go to the Red Wedding because it's what's best. Yeah. Bullshit. Don't go near Freys. He burnt got them. Murdered. Don't do it. Exactly. Jon Snow. Gets, just protect yourself. And completely gets murdered, stabbed by every, like uh, what twenty or so of his his men. Yeah, one this after the other. entire time, they each one of these kids have dire wolves. These giant wolves. Yeah. He keeps the wolf in cage. If that wolf was loose, he'd be good right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Brands, Brands wolf is what saved him when he was getting yeah. assassinated or attempted assassination. Attempted assassination season one. That's All right, good. John. Then we're into season six. We got All two right, more to go. Fire away. Uh, after Jon Snow is raised from the dead by Melisandre, such a awesome moment oh God, I know um, and the Revenant Knight uh, takes back control of the Knight's Watch and plans to reclaim Winterfell from Ramsay Bolton who has since slain his family alright so real quick oh okay uh, he is reunited with Sansa at the uh, Sansa at 
Yeah. Sands at the wall. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. I was just thinking when he slays, slayed his family, who's flaming did Bolton slay? Bolton. His own family or, or the because he's Because he, he's a part of the Red Wedding plot. Oh, that. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. So he's taking over Winterfell. Yes. Okay. This is really kind of an important thing. This mm-hmm. is our turn in Jon Snow. He sees that he has to be the guy that's doing right, but there can be movement in yeah. that, you know? And so... Uh, the idea with the Night's Watch is you can never leave it until you die. Well, guess what? He just got stabbed yeah. to death. And he so did- <laughs> he's, he doesn't need to stay at the Night's Watch anymore. Yeah. So then he is resurrected. His oath is paid to the Night's Watch. And now he can be Jon Snow, the bastard son of Ned Stark. Yeah. Wink, wink to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then take over Winterfell. And and God, it's one of those moments where you're like, yeah! you yeah. know, you're just shouting at your TV. You're excited. That was a super exciting moment. Um, in the ensuing Battle of the Bastards, Ramsay is finally overcome when Littlefinger and the Knights of the Vale unexpectedly enter the they say fray, but enter the battle. Uh, Ramsay is um, fed to his own dogs. Yeah, so we see the Battle of the Bastards. Jon Snow takes a wildling army who fully respects Jon Snow now, mm-hmm. and uh, he they leads him south, takes over Winterfell, fights the Ramsays, which who just took over Stannis. Now, yeah. This is a prime army; they yeah. are really good. Fights, it uses giants. He uses yeah. giants. Anyways, fights Ramsey, takes over his own castle. Um, there was a herring moment where they were surprised, uh, surrounded. Yeah. And of it was course, a really, classic. Really cool scene, too. It, it was, this was so well. That's why I'm so excited for the Game of Thrones prequel because it's made by this guy. Yeah. Um, the veil comes in. Littlefinger, of course, he's got to look like the hero. It's the only time he's ever in front of an army when he knows he's going to win it. Yeah. Uh, he comes in and they end up taking over. And mm. so. Um, the Vale is now there with with uh, Jon Snow and the Wildlings. Realizing with all this battle, there's going to be so many women and children and so few men left after all these are done. <laughs> well, that's in season seven they address that a little bit. They kill a when lot they're of like getting ready for yeah. the Night's Watch, when, or when they're getting ready for the Night's King and stuff like that. Yeah, I love it because, anyways, we'll get to season seven. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry. we'll keep going. I'm sorry. Bye-bye. In King's Landing, Cersei faces trial for her misdemeanors as the High Sparrow continues to demonstrate dominate. Oh, sorry, dominate the uh, hopeless. King Toman. Uh, the queen mother finally takes matters into her own hands, uh, blowing up the great septum of Baylor with the last of the wildfire, uh, killing Marjorie and the High Sparrow. In his grief, Toman commits suicide. Big moment. The way this episode is directed mm-hmm. is like art. Yeah. It is so perfect. It is Godfather style artwork. It's yeah. really amazing. They, they've done that a few times too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we see Cersei. She blows up basically the, the, the big church, church yeah. with every all her villain, all her enemies are in that church. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, everybody who's inside of King's Landing that was trying to stab her in the back is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommen, her last innocent son, mm-hmm. who truly fell in love with Marjorie and fell in love with this religion, yeah. kills himself. Yeah. And it's just like man, and and we saw earlier on, I think it was not mentioned yet, but Marjorie's daughter. Or uh, Cersei's daughter also died, so that is the last of Cersei's kids. It was mm. the only thing keeping her sane. It was yeah. a driving force for any bit of good that was in her was her kids. Now it's full on Cersei so, going bad. To an extent, she kind of caused it by she caused all her. three of them. Yeah, it's her controversial way. Like she can't make peace with anybody. So yeah, yeah, that was that was intense. But I like how she's a woman of action. You know what? You guys are that's true. She she had to do her walk of shame. You guys want to play these little games? Okay, I'm just gonna wipe you and everybody in your little circle off the map right now. Anybody want to question me? Come come knock on my door. I'll have Cleegane standing. I'll have the mountain standing there with me. Yeah, she's yeah one to be trifled with. You hate her and you love her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, Daenerys is now a prisoner of the Dothraki. 
after she got surrounded on, uh, when she had to land. Yeah. Um, the barbarians expect the wife of their late cow to live in seclusion like the other widows. She soon persuades them of her divine power by walking unharmed through fire and returns to Marine as their leader. That was one of my, I think my, one of my favorite scenes with Daenerys. It was yeah. so, so well, well done. Uh, so she's there, yeah, as their prisoner. She's just a woman by herself. She had the, her dragon, but I think they, they chained him down or something, right? They, the dragon wasn't there because it was still healing from the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spears, yeah. So uh, she, there's a, a tent of like eight or ten or so leaders of the of the clans of the Dothraki, and they're trying to decide her fate pretty much or telling her that she she's you, you need to go into retirement what it is they have like a an area back at their what would be considered a capital for the dothraki although the yeah. people know bags yeah. um where all the all the calls wives go to retire and just yeah. sew all day and she's like oh no yeah so she goes in there tells them how great she is and tips the the burning oil yeah. over the whole tent bursts into flames she's walking through the flames as she talks to them and walks out of there as all those leaders of the of the dothraki, dothraki kills all the calls are, yeah they're all dead now she walks out in flames like she's done before proving that she's an unstoppable force and all these guys respect her yeah all these people rally behind her, these, you know, eight or ten different... Because they follow strength. Tribes. Yeah. And now she proved and she, she killed is the strongest. every one of their leaders, yeah. At the oh, same time, God. was it at the... While they're cruising back, whatever, mm. here comes the dragon, yeah. Drogo, which uh, is just like, oh, yeah, that's what I ride. You guys ride horses. Yeah. I got that one right there. Uh, that is the stallion that'll mount the world, which is what go. they say about her son, yeah. Drogon, her son. Gosh. I love a, this show. <laughs> yeah, such a powerful scene. I love that one. It's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, let's carry on. Uh, Theon, free. You're out so hard. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so ready for the next season. Uh, Theon, free of his ordeal at the hands of Ramsay, returns to the Iron Islands where he conspires with his sister Yara Greyjoy to steal the royal fleet from their usurping uncle uh, Euron. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sail for Essos and join Daenerys Targaryen's cause. Yeah, Euron, or uh, uh, yeah, Euron is right now like. Yeah, I killed your dad. He's the one that killed their dad. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and start just wrecking shit right now. He wants to go full on Raider again, which is yeah. the old way. Uh, Theon and and Ara, Yara see that like for the future of the Greyjoys, they need to align with people. Yeah. They need to like, create themselves as an actual noble house. Yeah, we can go around raiding people and stuff like that. But if we want to have longevity and last, we need to have some partners out there that you know when when we need support, we have somebody else we can reach out to as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, build some strength behind their name. Yeah. All right, so leaving the House of Black, and I'm sorry, leaving the House of Black and White, uh, as an elite assassin, Arya avenges her brother and mother by slitting the throat of Waldor Frey. Boy, that is that is the most understated thing oh, ever. God, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, she just killed this guy. Oh, no, she did it so masterfully. It was awesome. Yeah, She so she has the ability to take faces. She'll look like somebody else. Yeah. So, oh, is yeah. Is that the beginning like, of the next season? Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah. I won't say nothing else. <laughs> okay. Um... And then after that, so that was exciting. We everybody wanted well, to see the, the one revenge. that did the red wedding. So he, yeah. she got she got rid of him. Yeah, um, Bran, who has been training with the Three Eyed Raven, encounters the Night King, who slays the mas- who's who slays the master, enabling the pupil to succeed him. So the Three Eyed Raven, who's been training him how to become like basically this passing yeah. what wizard. Would you, what would you say the Three Eyed Raven is though? He's... I would just I mean let's just for the sake of this summary, let's just call yeah. him like he's like a wizard. Okay, yeah. He could he could like see the past. Yeah, he's see like the past, really complicated kind of the future. It, yeah, he can barely see the future, just like hints of it. It's yeah. really kind of tricky. That he's not supposed to begin. 
Um, but he could see anywhere in the present and, and everything he can in the past. Become birds, he can become other things. Yeah, possess. Uh, he can creatures. possess all things and yeah. and humans at some degree. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, the simpler minded ones. Simple minded ones, exactly. Yeah. Um. And at this point, we see that the Night King finds where the tree is at that they're hiding in, mm. attacks it, kills uh, a lot of the children of the forest, which are these ancient people that were around for a long yeah, time with magic. The three eyed raven and most sadly. Hodor, which yeah. has been like this protector, this simple-minded protector to Bran. That was another heartbreaking scene. So many. And then show. we, there's this whole. You have to just watch the episode. We can't it's, explain yeah, all of it. Like time but the whole loop. thing with Hodor's name, hold the door, and reflection. Watching the younger version of Hodor oh, realize God. it's happening. Heartbreaking. You mm. just gotta really gotta watch that episode. All right, but let's dig into season seven. Yeah, this is our last season, and this is a minute fifty or an hour fifteen in. So here we go. <laughs> I might have edited it down so that doesn't work. Okay, season seven. Daenerys heads to Dragonstone, once the home of Stannis Baratheon and the home before that of the Targaryens, taking her massive army of the Unsullied and the Dothraki aboard the Frey ships. Uh, Melisandre encourages her court of John. Uh, her, sorry, uh, encourages her to court Jon Snow as an ally in the Battle of the Iron Thrones. For the Iron Throne, boy, I can't read right now. <laughs> After receiving an invitation for the from Daenerys, Snow goes to meet her at Dragonstone. The pair grow close as the plan wait, we got most as a plan how to defeat the Lannisters and the White Walkers. They decide to send Yara and the Unsullied to King's Landing. Hmm. That was a mess of words. I'm sorry, I, I kind of got distracted there. <laughs> nah, that's right. So basically, what's happening is. Uh, Daenerys comes in. She takes her old house back yeah. that the Targaryens used to stay at. Mm-hmm. Has been Dragonstone. At Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. It's built for dragons to stay at, so it's great for her dragons. Um, remember that she has the Unsullied army. She has the Dothraki with mm-hmm. her now. Huge fleet. She has the ships of the Dorne, which are the people all the way to the south with the Red Viper. Yeah. She has the Greyjoy ships that the, the two kids took. Um, and then she sends words to Jon Snow like, hey, team up with me. Jon Snow needs dragon glass their whole focus now that yeah. they've beaten the boltons is to fight off the white walkers that are coming yeah at this point they just found out or just uh explained to everybody that hey this is what we need we got to find out how we can get more yeah so they need dragon glass and dragonstone is built on dragon glass because yeah. dragon glass is obsidian mm-hmm. and it's rock melted by dragon fire yeah sam found that in an old book and uh was able to get up there and tell him that right yeah yeah, yeah that, he, wrote, that, the, he that, wrote the message to him that's what it was, it was. yeah that dragonstone's so, uh, built on it yeah so that's pretty crazy mm-hmm. All right, then we head to the next part. Cersei considers a marriage proposal from Euron Greyjoy and offers him a chance to prove himself by defeating the incoming invaders. Yara and her army are defeated by sea by Euron. Mm-hmm. I love this because what it is is this is just another moment, but throughout this season, Cersei and Daenerys, they're two powerful queens in Westeros. Yeah. Total girl power, they're badasses, and they keep trading blows. Like every time mm-hmm. you think like Danny's got one on Cersei, Cersei's got something back, and Cersei mm-hmm. does something on Danny. Danny's yeah. got one back. I mean, you bring a dragon to you, you know, it's like crazy. So it's really a back and forth. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, battles erupt between Dothraki cavalry and the Lannister battalions. Mm-hmm. Led by Jaime, Daenerys' dragon Drogon is injured by a special, specially designed ballista during the fray. So during this back and forth, there is a moment where the Lannisters, we won't go into the details, but the Lannisters are bringing a ton of gold back into King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Daenerys just lost a battle by surprise, and she's been taking a lot of advice from other people. She's like, you know what? I need to be a dragon on this one. She takes her to Dothraki, which are badasses that haven't been even seen, like, really, mm-hmm. in Westeros. So their they're fighting style is not even known. Yeah. And she takes her dragon, and they just go through, and they slaughter the Lannisters. Yeah. Slaughter them. Just dragon fire on everything. They're <laughs> badasses. And so we see them roll in, and, and that fight 
shows everybody else what the Targaryen. This whole time it's been rumors. Yeah. This shows the Targaryens. Mm-hmm. If there power. was anybody left to tell a story. <laughs> right. right. They, there are, oh, there's people running. There's yeah. people that are going to learn. Yeah, um, yeah. Jamie almost dies. Braun saves him. Mm-hmm. Braun shoots a ballista that's meant to kill dragons. They yeah. designed it to kill dragons. It's like a giant crossbow. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, it hits Drogon, um, but she's able to, you know. So it kind of also gets J- uh, Daenerys a little worried that, hey, you know, dragons are not uh, immortal. Bulletproof, yeah. Yeah. Having seen the dragons, Jamie warns Cersei of Daenerys' power. John and Daenerys decide to call a truce with Cersei and head north of the Wall to capture a White Walker. John succumbs to the night, uh, the Night's King's trap, and requires saving by Daenerys. In the process, they capture a Walker but lose a dragon, Viserion, who falls under the Night's King's spell. Yeah. Heartbreaker again. That was hard. And you mentioned before how you didn't like that they had to make themselves vulnerable like that, right? Yeah, it was. It was one of the scene. I don't. Per, per, Personally, I didn't like how the scene was done where they were kind of stuck in a spot and they just had to wait for a few days yeah. for the water to freeze so that the Night's Kings can get... So, if it only makes sense, and, there, and it can be argued this case, that, and we don't want to go too far into this, but the mm-hmm. Night's King was doing this hoping that a dragon would come up. Yeah. Like, because yeah, yeah. ideally you think the dra- he knows about dragons. They kicked in when dragons kicked in. Like, they're both kind of, you know, swinging. Yeah. So, I, there's, a, there's an idea that they know about each other. So, that makes sense. Otherwise, it just doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. That happens. I mean, you wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine you would come with that spear ready too, if you didn't expect there's going to be a dragon. Well, he, he uses that spear all the time. Like, yeah, you're he? right, you're right. But he does use that spear often. It. Yeah. Does he battle with that? As like a. Staff? Yeah, I think we've seen him before. Oh, okay. That's Never. like his main thing. Okay. Then that, he, that the Night King is a badass. Yeah. He is so Terminator. Like he just walks slowly and just yeah. kills things that are in front of him. Yep. It's crazy. He, they do a really good job filming him. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we, so Daenerys loses one of her dragons, yeah. basically one of her kids, Viserion. Yeah. Heartbreaking. And he now Viserion is now a White Walker as well. Like yeah. he is, he you is, see him fall into the, into the water. Dragon. Yeah, at the end of the episode, they're dragging zombie him out. Dragon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So it's crazy. Um. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. He breathes blue flames now. John and Daenerys head to King's Landing to discuss teaming up with Cersei to defeat the the Walker army. They bring their captured White Walker to convince her. John, Daenerys, and Tyrion head back to Winterfell after the meeting. Snow and Targaryen and Snow and Targaryen become intimate. So, hmm. um, brown they, chicken, brown cow. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go down there. They show him like, "Hey, here's a zombie. We yeah. need to stop fighting each other. Let's fight yeah. the White Walkers." Yeah. Seriously, so like, yeah, sure thing. She's full of shit. At first, yeah, at first she was super reluctant and tried to start a fight or you know a disagreement over it, and then she was like, "Okay, you know what? You guys appealed to me." I'll instead of instead of um, just pulling back my troops, yeah. I'll send my troops alongside you and we'll fight at the wall. And yeah. then, yeah, then when you look back on history, you'll see that I wasn't I wasn't uh, you know selfish, or whatever that I chose to support you. Yeah, sure enough, she's lying. Cersei's lying, but Jamie, who has learned honor throughout this series, mm-hmm. again, so much growth in the show. Yeah, um, is like, how dare you? We need to fight for the living right now. He he saw that zombie as well. Yeah, and we keep using zombie, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so he ends up leaving Cersei to go join the North and help them. That is mm-hmm. insane character change. Now, was he able to take any of his army with him, or no? No, it's just him on his own. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I were him, he don't. Maybe he wouldn't kill her. It's his sister, and he loves her, even though she's psychotic. But you think him being uh, the commander of the armies that he'd be able to just go down and say, "All right, guys, she said this. Let's go ahead and start marching that way." And yeah. you know they would follow because he's their leader. That'd be funny. <laughs> <It'd> be great. <laughs> 
Um, and we're just going out for lunch. We'll be back. <laughs> and then, yeah, so John and Daenerys. Okay, so this, we also get a reveal at this moment, too. Mm-hmm. John and Daenerys, they're on their way back. They've been shipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Close quarters on a ship. They go to yeah, shake and bake. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing we learned, okay, get ready for gross out. Um, we learned that <laughs> this is a really big reveal. It's been theoried for a long time, and it was finally revealed. Mm-hmm. John's father is not Ned Stark. Mm-hmm. It's actually Rhaegar Targaryen, Daenerys' eldest brother who had died a while back. So John is actually her nephew. Nephew, yeah. technically. So that's you know, crazy. But I mean, in they the, set that precedent history, pretty early on. The Targaryens only breed with each other, right? Right. So, so don't be gross about it. It's cool. And, but he doesn't have silver hair. So how how is he different? Because the seed is strong, and so the uh, well, I guess actually that's inverse. But because the Targaryen the Targaryen bloodline is only blonde hair because they keep breeding with each other, the outside dark hair is dominant. That's like with Joffrey and. The Baratheons, his hair should have been dark. So who was his mom? His mom is Lyanna Stark, Ned Stark's sister. Oh, that's... Okay, okay. So, I was backwards so on that. So Ned is actually... I know this gets complicated, guys, and you're just hearing this over a podcast, so it's hard, but Ned's mom is Ned's... I'm sorry. Ned is the uncle to Jon uh, Snow. Yeah. Right. So that's why his hair is dark, is because the blue, the white... It's basically white hair. Yeah. Oh, the Targaryens is such a recessive gene uh-huh. that if they don't breed in in, in a family, that they, they it gets off. Okay, so that's the one that in the first episode, I think, yeah, first episode, Robert Baratheon goes down to see that statue in the yeah. in Winterfell. That was Ned's sister, who he was in love with, who was actually Jon's mother. Right, and okay. he was in love with her, and the whole reason for the war in the first place, the reason Targaryens were overthrown, mm-hmm. is because she ended up going with Rhaegar Targaryen instead. He mm-hmm. thought kidnapped. Yeah. And what we find out is they were married, and they, they ended up getting married, and they had a kid. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ned came in while the kid was being born, and after, this is after Rhaegar had died, and she asked Ned, protect him. Yeah. And so... The best way to protect a bastard Targaryen is to pretend like he's not a Targaryen. Yeah. And that's why he raised him as his own son. And what was his name to be, she said in there? Um, I think they're I going think it was with Aegon. They I think they're going with Aemon. Aemon, okay. Or or maybe Aegon. Uh-huh. Um there's a lot of different there's a lot of different she theories whisp- out there. She did whisper it you know, yeah. silently before and then we see it again now later. Um, so yeah. all this was revealed because Bran's ability to see, see the, the past. past. Yeah, yeah, so that was pretty cool. It gets complicated, but it, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, his name should have been Jaharis, though, because you know, because that's actually everybody believes it's supposed to be Jaharis. Oh, that's also they're like oh, there's the only prophecy. so many Targary, Targary, uh, Targaryen names, but yeah. Uh, um. So uh, Arya and Sansa are uh, reunited with Bran at Winterfell, but tensions between the sisters emerge and are exploited by Littlefinger because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. His duplicity is exposed when Bran reveals that Littlefinger was the one who killed Jon Arryn, the one who started this whole thing. The murder that instigated the entire game. Okay, I should just keep reading. Uh, Sansa has him executed. Bran also learns that Jon's true heritage. Again, should we keep reading? He is... Um, he is in fact Ned Stark's bast- not bastard son but a Targaryen with a legitimate claim to the throne literally yeah. what we just talked about yeah um, but Littlefinger is killed by Sansa so and Arya Littlefinger and all his his spies and stuff like that he does he just didn't I think he didn't see he didn't anticipate or understand that Bran's abilities were what they were yeah because so. he, he lives in a world of no magic yeah so the idea that Bran comes in and he has the ability to do this yeah. Bran gives him a hint of this because uh, while they were talking at first because Littlefinger's laying down some pipe basically saying like he's trying to like become friendly with with Bran as well just in case Bran comes in charge he's always yeah. trying to play all the games but Bran tells him chaos is a ladder, which is something that that Littlefinger has said in the past. So he yeah. knows like there's something different here, and then yeah, so he can't account for Bran. Yeah, Bran's the unaccountable. Yeah, so that he gives 
you know, insight to the sisters that, hey, he's playing you and this is what actually happened yeah. in the past. And I like the scene where, so they don't just, uh, he wasn't just beheaded by the axe man or anything like that. Um, Arya herself walks up and slits his throat after <gasps> after he gets called out well, in court an in front of them. Yeah. So good. And, and they played it off as if uh, Arya was being called to court yeah. and John was just going to watch from the side. But instead, they, uh, yeah. Or they, John Little Aaron? Finger. Little Finger? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Wrong one. Little Finger. Yeah. His, oh, Peter. That's his first Peter name. Peter Baelish. I'm yeah. like, what the heck is it? Um, we can go to the in-depth on all this stuff. Like, oh, yeah. For, we're at an hour and a half by the time we're going to be done. I know it's a long one, guys. Yeah. But we could talk about this for probably 17 hours. Yeah. Uh, finally, the Night's King and the White Walkers breach the wall. And uh, with the help of Viserion, the new undead dragon uh, made of ice, winter has come to Westeros. That was an intense scene. That was it freaking was. Really cool. So one thing to point out, uh, I, I believe you've told me this before, that the dragon's breath has... a element of magic to it yeah right so yeah. the wall is protected not just because it's a huge wall of ice but there were layers of spells put into it yeah. as it was built many years ago by lord knows who so it's impenetrable because of that as well right but the dragon's breath not only melts the ice but it's breaking down the magical spells and you see kind of shock waves through it of blue energy yeah could be the when fire they go because they actually store their food into the on the bottom of it mm-hmm. they talk about it again in the book they talk about it when they go down there that you could see like it shimmers blue and they're like when they're yeah. close up to it. Yeah. They they refer to how like it has like runes in it. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. So as it's being as the dragon's flying back and forth, burning it, it's it starts to kind of erupt and, just, and yeah and uh, crumble. And there there are some theories that when they brought the White Walker down south too, they broke the magic. Oh okay maybe yeah, that that you can't do that like that mm-hmm. would have or the fact that Bran had gotten touched by. Uh, his uncle, uh, Benjamin Stark. There's all kinds of stuff we didn't say, guys. Yeah. But basically, when Bran got touched by his uncle, Benjamin Stark, he also got those runes on him. Mm-hmm. Um, not Bran, not, I'm sorry, not Bran. Uh, John? Ben, when, it, when the Night's King touched him through his dream. Oh, I see. He got like burned with that. So as soon as he went south, he broke the rune as well. Uh, so there's all kinds of like little things like that. You know? I could have, yeah. Either way, the wall's down. The wall is down. Yeah. The shit is on. Uh... So that's where we're at, guys. Uh, I know it was a lot to listen to, but now... You have you got Game of Thrones in you now. You yeah, are on board. We were caught up. You can tell everybody at work like, yeah, totally watch Game of Thrones. Man, that thing about Brand, that's nuts. Yeah. You're on it now, guys. Uh, yeah, Jon Snow, I can't believe that stuff. And better yet, now that you got hooked from just listening to us, start over and watch it from season one when you have at time. At some point, yeah, oh, when you yeah. got time, it's a lot of <laughs> lot of hours. So good. Uh, next week we're gonna be talking about uh, each character's current location, where mm-hmm. we can see them in the next season. We're going to be talking about our predictions and uh, and what we think is going to happen in Season 8 and just getting more and more prepped. So thank you guys very much for joining us, and we'll see you all next week. All right, bye.